Before we begin the episode, here's a word from our sponsor, Hoops Fans. The latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on the NBA with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ICTPOD. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code ICTPOD at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And now, time for the episode. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. All right, everyone. It's time for another episode of the Ice Cold Takes podcast. Kyle Hall of the Broadway Hat Podcast is back this week to help me talk about the trade deadline. Thanks for coming back. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Uh, trade deadline's coming up. I think we're under a month now. And uh, we already saw Toffoli get traded, who was my guy, who I wanted the Rangers to get. I thought he was a good fit. Uh, so the trades are happening already. So that's exciting. And uh, like we're getting to the stretch run, right? All Star game is over with now. And now you're kind of seeing uh, the playoff picture uh, really take uh, take form here. Yeah, I mean, I saw that Toffoli return, and I kind of I was kind of surprised by how much they got back. It was like a first, a fifth, a prospect, and another player. They got a lot back for for a guy like Toffoli. Yeah, yeah, they did. I, and I think Calgary has been red hot too. And like Markstrom's had a weird year there where he yeah, was they're looking good. Yeah, like Markstrom started the year off like he I don't know it was like eleven or whatever he was to start the year, and then kind of fell off. And now they're running again, and he's a great ad for that team. Um, I know he's got some experience, you know, the Sutter connection there and everything else. But, um, yeah, I mean, Montreal, they got a good return there. And I think we've seen it as Rangers fans. Jeff Gordon doesn't lose a lot of trades. Like, I feel like he's done a good job, um, you know, on the trading platform, um, which is why it scares a crap. I mean, the Rangers might be dealing with him in Montreal, which I'm sure we'll get into. But, um, yeah, that was a good return for them. I wouldn't want the Rangers to pay that. I'll say that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely not. Uh, And speaking of Montreal, they you know, what's funny is I was last week. I talked to Don LaGreca. I had him on. You also had him on. Great show, by the way. It was a great show. Don's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Don is amazing. A great person. Great man. And um, right after we finished recording, like maybe a few hours after I found out that Montreal hired, or maybe the, I think it might have been the day after Montreal hired Marty St. Louis, mm-hmm. and it this was like right after he was talking about the 2014 playoff run, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is crazy, this is crazy. I mean, good move for them. I feel I've, I'm happy for Marty. Um, I I don't I don't care what you say like about the oh he's never coached in the NHL like the you know the Mark Messier type thing. I mean, the guy kind of is a good he's a good hockey you know, personality, mm-hmm. right? He knows what he's doing. I'm sure. Give the, give the guy a chance. I mean, Montreal is not going anywhere this year. Yeah, exactly. What they, what they get to lose right now. You know what I mean? And if he does a good job in, in like half in, in the rest of the season and, you know, you know, the Montreal starts to win some games, I bet their fans don't want them to win some games because they <laughs> probably want a better draft position. But I mean, if he wins some games, then, you know, you bring him back for next year. You never know. 
I mean, yeah. I mean, and they just brought Vinny Cavalier in as I think the pro, the player development director now. Oh my, that's great. So they're getting the whole like '04 <laughs> Tampa gang back together. Uh, and again, Lecavalier, although him and Marty don't have the connection to Saint to um, Montreal per se, they're both French Canadians. So if it's perfectly into that system, and uh, you know, Gordon loved Saint Louis. I actually wanted to hire him as a Hartford coach back in 2017 um, and he didn't want the position. He wanted to stay with his youth team with his son. So there's been interest there with Gordon before. And when I saw it pop up, I was like, wow, that's a good hire. And I think Caulfield's got like four goals in four games with him. So I think that's going to be a good fit for him. Yeah. I mean, I, pr- I mean, what a better player for him to learn from than another five foot nine goal scorer who's a hall of famer. I mean, you can't beat that. Everyone said everyone counted St. Louis. That's the that's the best thing about St. Louis. Him and to me, St. Louis and Zuccarello are very like similar players. Like basically undrafted. Uh, St. Louis was told, you know, you're never gonna make it. You're too small. You're never gonna make it. He goes on, plays over a thousand games as a Hall of Famer, won a Stanley Cup, uh, MVP, mm-hmm. the the works, everything. Zuccarello, same kind of thing. Not an MVP or Stanley Cup, but. I mean, he's a pretty damn good player. And maybe this is might the same thing a, with Caulfield. Might win a cup this year, Zuccarello. Yeah, maybe. Minnesota's looking good. I, I will say, Minnesota is looking good. I I, I, I was upset that they won the game on uh, Hank Knight. Uh, <laughs> unfortunate ending, but, you know, what are you going to do? But uh, now to the Rangers. Um, there's been rumors. I, I don't know if you heard about it. Arthur Staple was writing about it in The Athletic. Uh, you know, possibly bringing back Mark Stahl. Or looking to acquire Ben Sherratt. I am not on board with that whatsoever with either of those. I mean, Stahl was great for us, for the Rangers. Don't get me wrong. I mean, his last years were were atrocious, but that's because he's an aging, declining defenseman. Mm -hmm. And uh, Sherratt is not having a good year at all on a bad Montreal team. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I've seen the rumors. Uh, I don't think Mark Stahl. Listen, I like Mark Stahl. Got a... Him and Dan Girardi both were kind of unceremoniously let not let go, but kind of moved on from the Rangers fans. I, I think the fans kind of got on him a little more than they should have. They were both very good players, the Rangers, when they were in their heyday. Mark Stahl is we saw the other night, you know, like he's a you know, third pair defenseman. I think Gauthier blew right by him. You oh, know, like, my gosh. Yeah, Stahl like, had like 20 feet on him, and Gauthier Yeah, was... he goes, hey, blew right by him. It's just like, you know, I saw the week before, they were, I was uh, on Twitter, someone had it like, because it was right after the Staple uh, article came out, and someone's like, we're going to bring this back. I forget who it was. I think it was someone on Columbus. It might have been Domi. I forget what it was. But they, like, literally went by Stahl like he was a like – a, just wasn't there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the, like, there wasn't even, like, a touch on him. So I was like, I don't know if that's the guy to bring back. Um, now the Montreal rumors, and I, there was I someone's account who actually had again, it's like 500 followers, and it's like a fan account, so you don't know what the hell they know. I think I you know. know what you're hinting at here. Yeah, yeah, I, I actually posted. It. I actually just retweeted because I was like, I don't know if this is true or not. One of those things, like I don't know if this is true, but if it is, I want to be one of the first people in on it. But uh, like he had the St. Louis hiring before anyone else had it. But I mean, I don't know. So he has Sherrod and the Rangers. I forget who it was. Maybe it was Darren Drager had 
the Rangers and the Canadians are really deep in trade talks. That was like the day before. Then the next day, it's like the Rangers, someone else had it too, like another reputable person. So when there's smoke, this fire to me, obviously. Mm-hmm. So there, you got to think Gorton built the entire Rangers system. He knows who he wants. You know, like these are like guy, like his guys. So it would not shock me. But the problem, like I posted on Twitter, like who do you want for Montreal? Like I don't like anyone there. So Sherratt's got to be the guy I would think they're targeting. But like you said, minus 27 this year. Um, you know, obviously the team's just trash. Like they're, they're so bad um, that, you know, is it a product of his play or is it just teams terrible? Um, you look at the rest of it, like even last year, like he was a minus six in the playoff run. Like he was minus 16 during the year. Like he, believe me, he wasn't the reason why the Canadians went to the Stanley Cup finals. <laughs> um, but is he a dependable third pairing defenseman? I guess so. Like, obviously, he's logging first line minutes right now. But, like, we thought Nemeth was going to be that, and obviously he's not the answer. Yeah, so I, love, he, that I rumor, love Zach Jones. Yeah. And and I, honestly, I think the pairing of Jones and Schneider has been fantastic. I, I love that the Rangers are doing that. Is it sustainable for a playoff run? I don't know. But, I mean, is this Ranger team ready to go on a cup run? I don't I don't know that's an answer. Not like, why not give these kids – some experience down here, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into it, but like, I, I just don't know. Like they're right now in what year two, I would think of the quote unquote rebuild, like, or year three of the rebuild, but like getting to that point where it's like, okay, we we need to be competitive now. And that's obviously the reason why they let go of everybody and brought Drury and like, they want to go on a playoff run. So I think there is pressure there of him going out to get someone to make, make it look like they're going for it, mm-hmm. but are they really, you know what I mean? Like, are they, are they really going to do that? So I don't know. I hate the Montreal's roster when I look at it. Yeah. Nothing, nothing stands out to me yeah. there really. I mean, Caulfield's a nice prospect there, but I mean, <sighs> if you I, get I think Caulfield, they... yeah, that's fine. You bring <laughs> him back. But, but if you, if, if it's like that rumor, like you said, uh, that rumor is saying like Nemeth, is going to yeah. be included in that package. Also, Lekkanen, Arturi Lekkanen, people are, are spazzing out about him. I mean, he'd probably be a good third liner for the Rangers. Um, yeah. But if you move on Nemeth for Sherrod, that's that's a lateral move, basically. That's what I think of it as. I the mean, only, I, honestly, I don't know what Sherrod's contract looks like. The only pause is it one year. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't so the matter. Only positive what the is you get is. out. You get out from the two years of Nemeth after this year. That's it. Yeah, but I, I know. Eh, that's. I mean, that's fine. I, if if that's what you want, really. I mean, if it's just Schrott for Nemeth straight up, then oh, well, I'll yeah, take that's, it. That's fine. <laughs> it's it's honestly Niels Lundqvist. I I guess he's lost some shine. You can say like you know, earlier this year everyone thought he was the next coming, and like it was to a point where like really we're gonna trade this like next Adam Fox for Eichel. Like, is that give you a deal that's worth it to the Rangers? And now we're like. Oh, Lundqvist for Ben Sherratt. Like, is that where we're at now? And we got to, and they want to add things to that. You know what I mean? Like we got thrown in the first round pick in there. So that's why I was like, kind of thrown off by that. Yeah. Um, I don't, there's, that's way too much. So like, uh, like, if you bring back a JT Miller, then yeah, Lundqvist will probably have to be a part of that deal. 
Personally, I don't know if I want JT Miller back, but yeah. a lot of Ranger fans, for whatever reason, he's a guy that always sticks out the Ranger fans. I think it's because he was involved in the McDonough trade that everyone just freaking hates. Um, and obviously, I think he'd be a good like, fit, not to cut you off, but I think yeah. he'd be a good fit for Strom and uh, the Strom Panarin line. I mean, for, for this year, and then figure out what you want to do with, with um, what's it called? With, with Strom in the offseason. Because I've heard rumors that Panarin doesn't like playing with Kako. <laughs> that's um, that's and, true. And, <laughs> you know, he likes the guys like Blackwell, Hunt, Goudreau that go in the corners and and get the puck out for him. And Miller is a guy that throws the body around a lot. Like, he's a body checker, but he's got some skill. He's like Dryden Hunt. To, to me, it's like from assessing his analytics and stuff that's what i'm starting to to pay attention to a little bit more now in addition to the eye test mm. um he's like a dryden hunt but with way more skill and i mean it shows he's got he's like a point per game this year yeah but at the same time i still want kako on that right wing with stroman panarin i i think every ranger fan does and i don't i, I understand why panarin doesn't like playing with Kako. He does not. Panera needs a guy. That's why I think Goodrow. Now, for for Goodrow, I think I think it's been really good this year. I love the signing. I think we talked about it way back when. I, I like Goodrow signing, and I think he's been really solid. Ranger fans get on. It's not his fault. He plays on the second line a lot. You know, like that just shows his versatility. But the Rangers are better when he's in the bottom six. Obviously, when he lengthens the lineup out. But. Panarin, I'm sure, loves playing with him because he's a guy that goes into the corner and will fetch the buck for him. Kako's not doing that. You know what I mean? Kako's more of an offensive thought. Like That's why he liked Blackwell because Blackwell goes into the corner and will go get the puck and forecheck and, and Panarin kind of sit back and wait for it. Whereas with Kako, he's going to work a little more, I think, in the offensive zone. And then he's also trying to set him up, whereas Blackwell's not looking for a shot. Goodrow's not looking for a shot. They're crashing the net afterwards where Kako is kind of sitting there in a circle waiting. And it's, that's his game. You know, that's just, he's a, an offensive, he is a much better offensive player. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Panarin kind of likes that, that gopher guy that'll go in deep, go into the corners and fetch the puck, um, which Kako doesn't do. Lafreniere needs to stick on that first line. I think too, like he played really well. against plays, Detroit. He, he plays a lot better with, yeah. with, uh, with um, I'd say compared to Kako, on that top line, I like Lafreniere there better. Yeah. It works better with Mika and Kreider. Yeah. I, and so, you know, but again, if those guys go down your bottom six, like, what are you doing with them, too? You know? And it, it all comes back to the Booch Nevis trade. Like, the reason why we got rid of Booch is because one contract, two opportunity for these kids. And then you get to shove Drayton Hunt on the second line. No offense to Drayton Hunt. He's, he's a good, he's been good this year in certain parts, but he's not a second line player. No, no. And, you know, like, like you're saying about how Panarin likes the the Goudreaux, the Hunts, the the Blackwells, those guys. Um, the Rangers were playing last we had last I had you on. The Rangers started to kick it into high gear, like they got on that hot streak. We were talking about how Kaka was playing on that that line with Panarin and Strong mm-hmm. because he made that move, he made that great play against the Devils. That was the start of his point scoring yeah. streak. He had like. Uh, six points in five games, and then they kicked them up, or it was like five points in um, four games, and then they kicked them up to the uh, Mika and Kreider's line. Which didn't make any sense. I was like, why are we doing that? 
Right, yeah. You know? That was the best hockey I've seen him play, and it was the best the Rangers had looked this season in the offensive zone at even strength. And um, that's what I want back. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Panarin may not like it, but the Rangers are so good. They were so good. Yeah, now you got to think back. Like, Ranger fans like, why aren't they doing that? And it's like, maybe Artemi is said to Gallant, like, get him off my line. Like, you don't know. I Because that whole thing came out last year. Who had it was... Uh, it was at the end of the year and it came out saying that uh, Panarin preferred Blackwell. And I, I remember I posted it and I was like, this can't be real. I saw and I, then, I saw something, but I don't yeah, remember. I, I forget who it was. And I'm like, this can't be real. And then uh, like, I don't know if it was Blackwell's agent or someone liked the, liked the tweet. And I was like, oh, maybe it is real. <laughs> oh my. But um, yeah, I, Hopefully, first off, who knows when Kako comes back? Like, I feel like they keep on pushing his return back. Um, but, you know, is he a guy that gets dealt at the deadline too? Like, is he a guy who possibly they move on from? Like, his name's been circulating in a lot of, a lot of trade rumors, I feel like, as well. Um, I don't think so, but I feel like that's the name when all Vancouver people post about it. Like, Oh, well, we want Kako back. And it's like, huh, I don't know about that. For JT Miller. No, yeah. this, this is what I, I I'll say like anytime a, a Canucks fan will say like, all right. Yeah. If you want JT Miller, give us Lafreniere. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> give us Elias Pettersson. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And then they'll hang up the phone. Exactly. Like that's, we're not doing that. We're not trading the first overall pick for a guy that used to be on our team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I know. I, who's your Steven, who's, who's your dream guy to bring in right now? Like, what what's your Drew? Who Drew? Ah, uh, I think I think it would work out. I mean, I, do you know just the for overpayment this, though that the Rangers? Oh yeah, no, them? no. I mean, if in a, like a capitalist world, like I would keep him too. Like I would so, kind of sign. I don't know. I really don't know. I, I don't want to make a move for a rental this year. Like, I don't want to be giving up Kravtsov and Lundqvist all in the same deal. I'd rather, if I'm going to trade those guys, I'd rather, you know, address other needs. Uh, Kravtsov, I need to move him in like a like a change of scenery type of trade. Yeah. Almost like what we were looking for with Paul Yarvi a couple years ago. That, right? That, how that, that guy happened. was ticketed from New York for like three years in a row, right? I, I You kept on hearing rumors of him, and now he's – kind of got his career going there again so that yeah, now, now he's got some but... fuel he's got yeah. he's got some some fuel uh hurdle would be a good fit but i mean for me i don't want the rangers making any trades i kind of treat it as 2012 and you know stay put with everything i like the jones schneider pair i once wanted them to you know make a move for a third pair defenseman because nemeth and hayek weren't getting it done tenorti <laughs> wasn't getting it done and then they brought up schneider and it's just like Bam, right out of the gates. This kid is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Have you noticed, like, he works so well with Panarin in the offensive zone. He doesn't miss a beat. He's, like, it's just. He's so good. And I had uh, I had a guy, Rod Peterson, on my show a couple uh-huh. times. And he's a big WHL guy. And he was pumping his tires so much. He's like, you're going to love this kid. He's like, he's so solid defensively, but he's sneaky, really good in the offensive zone. And he's like, he's not like a Fox where he's going to take a game over, but he is so smart with a puck. He's like, he doesn't make turnovers. He makes the right passes. He shoots the puck on net. Like he does everything you would want from a quote unquote, stay at home defenseman on the blue line. And he compared him to Truba. 
And I was like, well, that was at the Truba's rough year. And I was like, well, let's hope it's, you know, Jets Truba, not Rangers Truba. But now, obviously, Truba is turning around a lot. But you hear Jacob Truba and like Schneider, like, okay, like, that's a really good comparison. Yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to think like Schneider's going to be the replacement for Truba when he gets too old and we need to move yeah. on from that contract. Yeah. Cause you know, it's coming, you know, you're going to need to move one of those contracts. And I I'll tell you what, it's not going to be Kreider. No. The way Kreider's playing. If he plays like that every year now, he's not going anywhere. He's going to get the C actually. It looks like a bargain, right? Like Kreider's deal now looks like a bargain. Now almost. it's looking like a bargain. Like before yeah. it was like, Oh my gosh, what did we just do? Why did we do this? Why, why, why? And now it's like, Oh my gosh, we might've just stolen this. Like this might be an underpayment. I know. And I and I think crazy enough, like in two years from now, you get like a Fox's deal and you're like, well, that's a steal, too. I'm already like, looking. We're yeah. already looking at it like that. I like, mean, you look at like look at what's his name in Chicago is already has a higher contract. Um, Jones, like are you kidding me? I, they're I not even on the same head wave that one. And right I like, you know, so and McAvoy is a good defense. But he's on the same same, you know, same deal with like as Fox right now. Mm-hmm. Um I, yeah, I, I think Fox is. Did you read his article at all? Is I didn't read that out? one. I heard he wrote about the Rangers fans. Yeah, and- man. It is like, if you, I mean, first off, I think it's impossible not to be an Adam Fox fan as a Ranger, but a Ranger fan. But if you're like, oh, I don't know if Fox is a real deal, like New Yorker, read that article. You're ready to run through a brick wall for the guy. Like, <laughs> like, I, like you're talking about giving the C to Kreider. I was like, make Fox the captain for life. Like, this guy is a New, a New Yorker through and through. Um, so yeah, it was a good article, but uh, yeah, I mean, Schneider has been fantastic. I think Jones has shown flashes of like you, like you knew coming in, like he's an offensive defenseman. That's what he is, and he showed a little bit last year. He's been ripping it up in Hartford. Like if you watch his Hartford tapes, like or any of the games down there, like the highlights, like he's by far the best player on the ice, and he's made a couple of plays up here at the NHL level. That's like, was that Fox or was that? Jones, you know what I mean? Like, you kind of like do like a double take. Um, and I think Alonso last game is like he is like more and more comfortable. I think as a defenseman, it's so important to have confidence like that. And I think Keandre's got so much confidence right now. Oh my gosh, and, yeah, he's and, looking good right now and, in the and, offensive zone. Yeah. He looks great. I'm still looking looking for upgrades on, on defense, but I like what I'm seeing. I want him to keep keep doing whatever he's doing. Yeah, I, I think he like Keandre's playing with a whole new confidence right now, and I think Truba playing obviously much better this year is helping that obviously tremendously uh helping out keandrix i think truba is like helping him more instead of in his own brain mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean what do you want to like improve like obviously i think i wouldn't touch the defensive side i'm looking more offensively of Third where line like, center like a guy like yeah. in or you know like some, is he in- is he a center is he a wing like where where is his future? Yeah, like, it might I, be time to move on from from that contract. Uh, I yeah, mean, you know, I don't. He, he, I mean, the two games, he, that first game against uh, Boston in his return, uh, he looked good, really mm-hmm. good. One of the best players on the ice. But I, is this is this what we're getting from him? Is he going to be a streaky player for the rest of his career? We don't need another one of those guys. We I have a, well, we have plenty of them on this team. <laughs> saw a Kreider for eight years. I know it's like. Um, we have I think, Nash, and now we have Kreider's advantage. Ed goes through his hot and cold streaks every yeah. now and then. Um, yeah, I mean, and I think Vince McCarcliano had it that uh, Hedl was playing hurt early in the year, so he's like he's healthy now. Maybe yeah, that yeah, was I part of that. it. <laughs> Maybe that was part of it. I don't know, but 
I, yeah, I, I mean, I was talking to the uh, former Hartford coach, um, uh, Keith McCambridge, and I was asking him about Heedle. And I'm like, is he a center or a wing? And he's like, with his speed, he's a perfect centerman for the NHL. But he's like, he hasn't taken, like, he took the first, like that first step. He just hasn't taken that second step yet. But he's saying, like, he was, a, when he came over, like, he was an offensive only player. His defense has developed. He just needs to get his offense going again. So, I don't know. He plays great on the wing when he plays wing. It's just he can't win faceoffs. Like he's he's not very good on faceoffs. Mm-hmm. Not very. You know he had that wrist injury last year that he wasn't taking draws. Like I don't know if that's still a lingering issue or not. But like Goodrow is a better faceoff person, faceoff man than him. Um, yeah, he I, is. Goodrow is, is actually really solid for yeah. a winger. He's solid in the dot. Yeah. So like you know, and he's played some center. So I don't know. If you do you swap those two. I don't know, but like my dream trade for the Rangers, if they do make a trade, because I want some offense. I want another ad on the offensive side, but if the Rangers are so gung ho on defensemen also, instead of doing the whole forward and defense swing with Montreal, I would call Dallas and bring in Pavelski. I knew I you think, were going to say Pavelski. I think Joe you're... Pavelski is like the answer for the Rangers. I am convinced myself that this guy He's over a point per game this year. He's just like such a good play. He's such a solid player. He can slide. He plays center. He can play wing. He can take big time draws for you. He's got the playoff experience. That's the guy I want. Like him. And then if you really need a defenseman, like Heishkinen, they want to get rid of him. Like they he's, want him. He's too good though. Like he's really good, isn't he? <laughs> Who Heishkinen? Yeah, isn't he like amazing? Wasn't he a high draft pick? I thought he was uh, like a third. Oh, no, not, 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 it was a Klingsberg. What's the other one there? The, uh, the other guy. Lindell? No, what's the. Kl- yeah, John Klingsberg. Yeah. Klingberg, whoever his name is. The, the Swedish defenseman there. They want to move on. He's going to be a UFA at the end of the year. Oh, is he really? Yeah. yeah. He and, he's a, and he's a right defenseman, which is what they're looking for. Which oh, is okay. Same thing as uh, Sherratt. So I think if you're going to look for a. a a two for one, you know, a two for whatever deal. Like I would call Dallas. I, I love Pavelski. I've always loved Pavelski. Big, that's going to be a big asking price back. Well, you're going to give up Niels Lundqvist. I'd rather Niels go to Dallas for Pavelski than for Sherratt and, and Lakin. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's what I, I, I like the players. I definitely like Pavelski. I love Pavelski. I think he's a great player, but I don't know if, how mu- I don't know how much they're gonna ask for 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 like for for a guy like that. He's what I'd assume what he's on. A, I he's got one year. I gotta ask you, Pavelski. You, what, what does he have? One year left on his deal? I I would imagine, but let me yeah. see. Let's check I, his uh his contract here. Yeah, he. I, you're right about everything. Like he's he's a uh, he's got the playoff experience. I I love. Um, I've always liked this guy. I always thought he was a great player. He's Let's a see. gamer. Pavelski is a gamer too. Yep. Last like, year of his deal. Yeah, so they're both pending UFAs. So you're not going to pay too much. I mean, they're they're there's no term, you know, on them. You'd have to flip Heedle over, because if you want to keep, I Just mean, give Heedle to Dallas. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, I would. I would put Heedle on the. Put Heedle on it the doesn't deal. look like Pavelski's slowing down anytime soon. He's only he is 37. He's but 37. It, but he is doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. He's. Like you said, he's putting up a point per game. 
Um, so that's that's good. That's great. Sure. Love that. Um, I think Klingberg, Klingberg would be a little too much. Because like, I don't think if he's a UFA at the end of the season, we're probably not going to be able to keep him because uh, we have to re-sign like Kako and Strom, those guys. I don't think Pavelski would be 2C. I wouldn't want him as 2C. I don't know. I I mean, third Strom, line center the, would be awesome. That the would be love hate relationship of Ryan Strom was hilarious on on Ranger Twitter. It's so funny. <laughs> I was gonna and ask, I, like, do you think we should make an upgrade from Strom? Because... I saw your post. It was I was laughing about it. Those <laughs> Ryan Strom has it was a commitment issues to open the toxic net. relationship, toxic relationship open, with open nets. It's <laughs> like you know. The memes I saw today were hilarious. Well, I mean, like... you know, Rangers Twitter always chimes in with the memes and stuff. So, I mean, I might as well do it myself. Everyone was having a field day. Remember, like, the tennis balls after, yeah. like, right before the lockout uh, when COVID started? Strom missed, like, three open nets in the same game, and he just started shooting uh, yeah. <laughs> right from the front. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It's <laughs> poor Stromer. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's probably in line for a much bigger deal, obviously. Um, he's, I, I don't think Panarin will let him leave. Like I, I, I Panarin has said he's his favorite centerman he's ever yep. played with. And it's like, you, you play with Jonathan Taves. Like, you know, like, like you're looking back at who his centermans were. Um, and he said, Strom's like the best guy he's ever played with. So I don't know. Maybe he takes a deal. Um, he, he just had a kid. So maybe he wants to stay in the New York area. Not, not have to move again i don't know but i like strome i think strome when you look at the market like last year you look at the market of who okay who are they gonna bring in it's eichel or no one you know what i mean like there was no it's one not else. worth it to trade strome for anybody else I don't, exactly i, I like, mean like, like who else you okay, bring Hurdle, in that's Hurdle, be yes i get it i get it he's much better defensively but i mean panarin and kaka are really good defensively <laughs> so i don't need all three of the players on there to be fantastic yeah but you know, it's. I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about that. Like, Hurdle's yeah, a great at, player, but look at Strom's numbers against, like, I figure it was like Barzell and someone else. It's like he's right in line with all those guys for the last like three years, whatever. Like, I think it was last like four years since he's been a Ranger, like, what his numbers have been. Um, I mean, last year he almost had 50 points in 56 games. The year before that, he had almost 60 points in 70 games. He's at 34 and 45. Like, could have a couple more goals, I would say, because some open nets he missed, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah, he could have a lot. But, you know, I mean, he's he's a solid player. I The thing about him is what does he want to want contract-wise? Like, he's obviously want well over probably five and a half, which I'd is where... For me, I always I keep saying this, no more than 6.25 yeah. for him. I mean, should they have signed him to an extension in the offseason? Like, whether they've got him cheaper then? You know, like kind of like should they have done a Kreider move with him? I don't know. I like. I think they could have got him cheaper, and but I think they were just they were so intent that Eichel was available that they just didn't want to commit to him. Which so, like they haven't committed to him. So, like, the guy's been on the trade block his entire Ranger career, like, and he shouldn't be. Like it's not like he's underperforming. If anything, he's overperforming. I mean, listen, I like Ryan Spooner. I've had him on the show. Great guy. Him straight up for Ryan Spooner is probably one of the best deals in the Gorton tenure of GM that he pulled oh, off. You know, that's and actually even Spooner said it on the show. He's like, Ranger fans love me because they got Ryan Strom for me. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like so, like that was a great deal. And 
Uh, it's just, it's weird. I, I would love to talk to him and just be like, what, what has been going through his mind? Like, just know, like, I would love to know, like, how he feels about the whole situation of not really, like, ever. I don't want to say, like, part of it because obviously he's part of the team, but never really part of the future. You know what I mean? Like, never really, like, in future talks. Um, so, I don't know. I like Strong, but it comes down to is Philip Heedle going to be your future second line centerman? And if he's not, then you have to move on from him because he is not a third line centerman. He's he doesn't play that kind of game. Mm-mm. Is he going to be a center or is he going to be a wing? Is he going to be your second line? Like, should they pull him up to the second line and give him a shot there as a winger with um, with um, Panarin and see what he does there? Like if that's where he's going to slot in for his offensive skill, see what that is. I don't know. But to do that, you got to bring in another centerman. And that's why I am all about Joe Pavelski coming to I town. Think, I think Pavelski for Hedl, like straight up, that's it. That's pretty much – and I'll, I'll throw in like a third-round pick. That's it. <laughs> that's as far as I'll go because I, I really don't want to – I don't want to give up too many ads. You're not getting Nils Lundqvist and, and all this. But if it's just Pavelski – for this year, then yeah, or, or um, yeah, I guess for this year. But if you want to, if you think you could maybe extend him, give him like a year or two, um, and you think he's would fit great on the third line. Oh, I'd love that if he's a third liner and he's putting this kind of production. But you have to look at like his what time, how much ice time he's getting because if he's getting third line minutes for us, then probably not going to be as much as he's getting right now. Yeah, he's he's playing eighteen minutes a game. It's yeah, it's, it's the it's the most of any forward on the on the uh, Dallas team right now. Okay, so yeah, so I would expect. The, but you would put him on power play, probably. Yeah, of course. I I would take Strom on the power play. The only thing about Pavelski is he kind of plays that same game as Kreider in front of the net. They they deflect pucks in. We'd have the two best net. So you <laughs> should have two of them stand there and let everyone Meekins and uh, and Fox just fire shots at them. And uh, and see who can deflect it in first. But you look at Dallas's roster; like they do not have center depth, like at all. Um, like Luke Lynn Denning is there; like he's a bottom six player. Radic Fasca, I mean, he's not great. Obviously, they have Sagan. Sagan There's like a very Sagan's still good. Um, but then Pavelski, like they they need another centerman. So hey phil yeah, Beetle, Beetle. you're you're a young player like in terms you... of talent i mean that would that would fit in that would that would be good i would think them. so they would probably look for a young young i mean he still what 20 is he 22 or 23 20 oh, young that's what he is he's yeah uh, he's, he's been around matter. forever it's crazy how many years he's played for the rangers yeah, yeah he started when he was like 17 i think that's <laughs> yeah, crazy um and like you were saying in the beginning mcdavid's like only 24 years yeah, he's 24 crazy. years old it's like <laughs> mcdavid's in the league for 20 years and he's only 24 years old you ready showtime on may 3rd summer starts with the fall guy let's do it later let's drink a spicy margarita make some bad decisions yes Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Yeah, I, I'm trying to find how old Heel is here because I think I really think he's only 22, um, which is insane to think about that. Um, but let's see. Yeah, he's only 22 years old. It's crazy. Yeah, he's been and, in the league. It seems like forever. 
and this is his fifth season. Yeah, fifth oh. season. So um, I think he's like the third most tenured Ranger, which is also crazy to think about. That's nuts. That's nuts. It just goes to show we, we completely stripped it down to the core. Yeah. yeah, right to the right down to the bottom. Yeah, he was the opening day roster in 2017 with yeah. with Mika and Kreider. I yeah, think everyone go. else is gone. Everybody else, yeah, I think so. And Gorgiev was. I think Gorgiev was after him. He wasn't there on opening day. Gorgiev was. Um, well, that year, yeah, 17, yeah, yeah. He was 18, on the team that year. Yeah. Later, later on in the season, not yeah. in, not in the beginning. Um. So yeah. So think about that. That's kind of crazy to think about. Heedle's a third tenure. Longest tenure ranger. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm starting to feel like it, we got to move on from him. I, I like him. I was always hopeful that he would break out, but I don't know. If he plays like he, if he is consistent, that's the thing: consistency. Because I don't want another streaky player, <laughs> and you could keep him around. I'd, I'd guess. I'd say. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I think. With the Rangers, 5v5 has has been a problem. Like We've all been complaining about it on the Bird app, as I like to call mm-hmm. it. We've all been complaining about it. They don't spend enough time in the, in the O-zone. They don't get enough chances. And then you go to the last game before the All-Star break against Florida. The third period, was the ice was completely tilted in Florida's zone, which was a complete surprise because the Rangers had the lead, and... I figured, you know, it's time to for, you know, the game to even out. So, you know, <laughs> we're going to face some chances. But, no, it was the complete opposite. Against Boston, the first, like, five-ish minutes of the first period were not great at all. And then things completely turned around. We had the puck in their, their zone. The entire game, it felt like. We had so many great chances. Same thing against Detroit. And we got one 5v5 goal in, uh, in the two games after the All-Star break. But it's looking better. What do you think? You, you think it looks good? I play. I mean, I think anything looks better than it was before. Um, I don't get it, right? Like, you don't get, like, why? Because the playoff, the power play is the best in hockey. You know, like, their power play is unbelievable. And, like, now you just kind of, like, like when Keandre got tripped the other night, and you're like, oh, finally a power play. Thank goodness we're going to score now. And sure enough, like, Mika... <laughs> Wiz is one right in. It's like, this is insane. Like, why can't we do this at even strength? I think personally, like you, the last couple games, it's been Jones and Schneider on that third pairing. And when you have them kind of rolling with those bottom six forwards, first off, the fourth line has been great this year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's been a revelation. It's been a revelation. And they're probably one of the better five on five lines we've had which is great like they generate a lot of not generating offense but they're in the offensive zone they have the puck a lot yeah That's they have the it. puck a lot they're a lot of puck position but they're not passing back now to a nemeth or to a hayek now they're passing back to a schneider and a jones who can then, create offensively right and i think that's going to be a huge uh, a huge plus five that's, on five having those two guys back there it's a good uh, generating offense yeah yeah generating an offense and helping offense and like you said, you've been hot. You've been liking it the last two games. Guess who's been back there? Those two kids. Um, but yeah, I mean, the third line is the line that needs to get their ass in gear. Like that's the one that like we talk about Heedle. Hunt's been playing there. You know, it, it's kind of like a rotating door. Of, like Gautier, like he, he kind of got the fire under him early in the year and he had a couple great games. And then 
kind of went missing again. And then he had a good game. Then he kind of goes missing again. So it's like, what is he doing? Like, Gauthier can't score. He could do everything except score. I think he draws the most penalties in the NHL. He's, per he's ice a time. useful player. Like, I don't know what it, it's like. I was talking to Stat Boy Steven about it, and I was saying that he should just be a designated penalty drawer. <laughs> like, and you see the way you saw the way he forechecked well, against Stahl last he's the just other so night. He's so big and and fat. He's like Kreider, but like. Not tr- like he's like a like Kreider's like a thoroughbred, and he's just like a a two year old pony that's like learning how to run, but like he's a beast. And it's like you just gotta like show him like how to like I don't know, like kind of rein him in a little bit. He because he he's just like finish. sometimes just all over the place. He needs to finish. Like that's that's really the that's what's keeping him from being an amazing player. Because yeah. the way he forechecks, he's a like he gives the defenders such a hard time. Such he's such a problem for them. You could see it. Like the 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 defenders are scared shitless. Like <laughs> honestly, like they cannot. Well, he's so fast. Like he he's is, fast like... and he's huge. And when he has the puck in the offensive zone, the the defenders can't help but take this guy down who's charging around. The every time he has the puck and he's got some speed through the neutral zone. He's taking it to the net. You know it. And, you know, he's going to draw a penalty because that's that's what he does. Well, he's kind of perfected that, like, old, like, Kreider move where it was just, like, the speed and they kind of, like, put their shoulder and body into the guy. Yeah. The guy's got yeah, no yeah. choice but to kind of wrap him up and take him down. It's, like, that's the easiest call for a referee to make is, like, seeing a guy get tossed like that. So it's, like, he's perfected that move. And that's, like, that's, you know. That's what I like about him. That's why I think he's, like, good. But it's – the, the every time he's got a breakaway he can't finish every time i don't think he scored on one breakaway he's like a luis mendoza out there he's just like he, that's what i was thinking that's what like... i was thinking of like that's what he but is he's from mighty ducks three goals in 36 games like that's rough you know like six points in the year it is you know, yes it's, it is it's not i mean Reeves for a guy that was scored like 40 goals in juniors in a season yeah, like Reeves no. has got Reeves has got nine points this year, so like he's well ahead of him. Like Hunt's got nine points. I agree. You know, Rooney's got ten. Like the whole fourth line is doing better than him. Um, I agree. The 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 third line needs to step it up, though. I agree. I agree. Heedle and and uh, Gauthier, they need to start finishing. Heedle likes to shoot the puck, but <laughs> he get he gets all these chances too, and he cannot finish. Those those two guys are like. They, they they get all the chances and they can't finish. Oh, and then Strom. Strom's the king of that club right there. He's the president of the Warriors chances. He is the king of that. And I feel bad for him. And first off, the other night, like Lafreniere had two open nets and like Fox saved it on his backside. Oh, the my net. Gosh, yeah, and was... then he had the other one where it's like deflected out. And it's like, I was so convinced that Lafreniere is going to finally score a goal that game because he was so close. Um, and I, I, he's been he's been good. He's been good the last couple games. Yeah, I, I, I really like the way great he's passes Yeah, against Detroit. And I, I think the, the thing I love the other night was when Igor got knocked out, like he didn't even like think twice. He went right after Smith. Uh-huh. And that was awesome. I was like, and even Keandre got in there and Keandre, for as big as he is, obviously like Ranger fans want to fight, like He's not a fighter. Like, I hate when people are like, oh, you're six four, you should be a fighter. Like, no, he's nah. let him play his game. Like, he doesn't fight anyone. But he got in there. He's been getting a little bit nastier too lately. 
And uh, and people are like, oh, it's the Reeves effect. Like, you know, like he's got all the boys all fired up. And then uh, like, I loved it. I love seeing him jump in there and like protecting his guy. That like took a penalty in doing it. Like majors would have gotten a power play with maybe would have scored one a game, like, you know, regulation, but still um, that was awesome. Yeah. And you know, it's again, I can't, I can't stop saying this, but it's just such a big difference from last year. We're just, we're running around like, like, I don't even know, like soft. We we're soft <laughs> last year. And now I don't want to say the word, but like we, we, we couldn't do anything. We just like, like had to take it basically. I mean, we had Smith Rooney would, would fight a little bit, I guess. But like, doesn't compare to the toughness we have this year. Like you see, even even from the players that we had last year, they've stepped it up. Like Lindgren is even tougher. If you thought yeah. that was possible, how much Truba you love is Ryan. way tougher this year. He's nails. Kreider is incredibly tough. Like I don't, I forget if it was against Boston or if it was against Detroit. Like the play whistled was whistled down, and someone was coming at him on his right and then he knew somebody was coming on his left and he stuck his hand out before the guy even got there to him <laughs> you know how they like they have the scrums after the whistle yeah, 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 yeah. and the Kreider was prepared for it i mean i love seeing that stuff it's the toughness i mean it, it makes a difference it makes you more intimidating i feel like come playoff time it's gonna be great like Goodrow's game his like toughness that he brought to the team like Reeves, I like I I was like, all right, interesting move. They need to get tougher. I don't know if they, like I wanted Goodrow as the quote unquote tough guy. Like, I don't know if we need Reeves. I was like, oh, I don't know if we need Reeves or not, but like obviously the Rangers have wanted him for years. Like, I think they they went after him when he was a free agent before Vegas. And I was like, all right, well, we'll see how this plays out. And he's been great. Like, he's like locker room guy. Everyone loves him. He's actually been shipping a little bit offensively. We've been saying the fourth line has been great. He four checks well. And I was like, wow, this is great. And then you look at like for a playoff run, like they are built well for like playoff hockey right now. Mm-hmm. They just need to win faceoffs, which is so important in the playoffs, which they've struggled mightily for 10 years now. I think Brian Boyle was the last guy that you could actually count on to win a faceoff for this team. Um, but they got the goaltender. They got the toughness. You need you need one or two more pieces here to scare some teams. I don't mm-hmm. think they're ready to make a cup run, but I think you play someone in the first round, they're not going to be happy to see the Rangers on that side. Anybody except Carolina. If you face Carolina in the first round, <laughs> they don't care who they play. They don't care who they play Carolina. But you done. you line up against a Pittsburgh or a Washington or like something like that in the first round. Like, I don't, I don't think I would, I'm scared of those teams. You know, like, I don't think that's like, like Even Pittsburgh doesn't Boston scare me. Yeah, yeah. Like Pittsburgh doesn't scare me at all. Like, I don't know. So yeah, Boston, like they're, they don't scare me. Like what Boston's got one line. You know what I mean? Like they have one line. It's like Pittsburgh's got Crosby. Okay. Like probably one of the best players of all time. Great. Like, but is Jari get a really sad on his head for a no. whole series? Like, I think the Rangers yeah. can get to him, but I don't know. Igor, he's so good, man. He's so we haven't even talked about him. The whole like, he God. is so good. Uh, like, it's I never worry about the goalie. That's incredible. how I know it's good. It's I never incredible. think about it. I'm just like, 
I just shake. I yeah. nod my head. Like he lets a goal head. in. You're like, like, whoa, what happened there? And it's like kind of like confusing. And I was like, like last night, like watching the, the shootout, like he can't win every game. And I saw like a couple people. Oh, he should have stopped it. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, how could you say anything bad about this guy? Like he went nine rounds in a shootout or eight, whatever it was, and lit up two, two goals, score a goal. You know, what I mean? That's like, exactly get- where I, who, who scored? It was cider, right? Yeah, yeah. He put it exactly where he where it was, where a, perfect it. It was a perfect shot. It was a perfect shot, but I he guess chose you the right say, side though. Everybody yeah. was everybody the past two games has been shooting glove on him. His glove hand is amazing. It's ridiculous. They beat How, him a couple times. Boston got him a couple times on uh in the shootout. I'll give him that. But then everything after that was just, you know, no. No. And then <laughs> finally the one guy that tries to go the other side gets it. Yeah, and that was the one shot that went to the blocker side, and it went in. So Igor, that- Igor's glove is sick, like you said, though his glove is. It was awesome. I think it was a trick game, right? Where he made the glove save, and then puts the puck down and flicks it up the ice. The Panarin, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He made, yeah, and then he made the glove save that he like quickly pushes it up. Just like he's so talented, he's so good. And then like you go from Hank to like really Richter to Hank to him, and it's like unbelievable. It's been a spoiled riches for so fans. spoiled. And then and then you have and then you have like Edmonton that cannot find a goal. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got yeah. We were talking before before we started the recording that you know Kyle was saying you know McDavid should ask for a trade out of there, and we're trying to to give some some proposals. Honestly, I don't think it's I don't think any package will be fair value for Edmonton. It'll be like a slap in the face, even if you give up. The entire Rangers roster for McDavid. It's just <laughs> yeah. not fair. Like there's there's no value. There's no value that matches his, right? Yeah, like, no, for real. Like yeah, you can say player wise, like, we'll give you these six players, these seven draft picks, and it's like, all right, that kind of evens out. But from a marketing and dollar standpoint too for Edmonton, like you'll lose the face of hockey. Like that's <laughs> It's not that's good. It, like that's not like it's a whole other value. Like his value to the franchise of Edmonton is worth more than probably every other player in the NHL. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy the value he is to that that franchise. But when does he ask out? You know, like they haven't won anything. He's twenty four, which is crazy to say, but he's done everything: MVPs, scoring titles, All Star game. You know, like he's done everything except for win and. They have had him and Dreisaitl, probably the the best two duo in hockey for a couple years now. And it's not like, oh, well, they made the Stanley Cup finals and they lost to a, a, a veteran team. It's like you're losing the first round and sometimes not even making the playoffs. Like, it's crazy. And Cam Talbot was their best goalie they've had in this whole stretch. And they got rid of him. It's just like when – what when do you address the actual need of goaltender? Like now you hear like Gorgiev's name as like a rumor earlier in the year. Like you think Gorgiev's going to win you a cup? Like really? Like, yeah, he might turn out to be a number one goalie somewhere else, but like he's not winning you a Stanley cup. Like you got to go out and get an actual goalie. for. They're going to need to draft a goalie. They're going to need to draft it and develop a goalie, but they can't do that because McDavid's a free agent in what? I think it's four years. Goalies, by the time you draft them, it's like four or five years for a goalie to come to the NHL. Like, 
Look at Igor. Igor's twenty four. He should have you know done this I mean? years ago. They should, they should, yeah, they're, they're way behind. They so. spent they spent too much of their time drafting like like defensemen. Like I mean, yeah, you need a defenseman. Like but some of great. those years they didn't need forwards. Some of those yeah. years they did not need forwards. Like the Pugliarvi year, they probably could have taken a goalie. Trade down if you have to and get yeah. some more picks. I just like take a goalie. Got, they got to overpay somewhere for a goalie. Like they have to, they got to do that for him. Like, because if they don't, like he need, like he should ask to get out of there. Because that just shows to me that if I'm the player, it shows to me like you're you just don't get it. You know what I mean? Like you're we're continuing to do the same thing over and over again. And it's just not working. And if, it's like, if they go out and get Flurry, okay, and like that's who the apparently they want to get. If they get Mark Andre Flurry, there's a very solid chance that team will be in the Stanley Cup Finals because of the goalie. Like that's what they like. He shores up the biggest hole in hockey. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. No offense to Mike Smith, but like he's 40 years old. Like he's on the <laughs> back end of his career. Like. He's a solid goalie. He's not winning you a cup. Who knows? Oh, no. We might talk about this in, in April in August and be like, oh my god, Mike Smith got so hot in the playoff run. But I don't think that's the case. He's got a sweet mass, no though. Way. That's about it. But like if they go get flurry, that shows McDavid's crew and McDavid's like team, like they're serious, they want to go for it. And also I think it it makes them a top contender for a cup. Um, but yeah, I mean he would look so good in Ranger jersey. Yeah, if it's if it's McDavid or Drysaitel on the table for the Rangers, you I'll go on record and say they could have anybody except Fox or Shesterkin. <laughs> That's it. Which which is where you would have to start the conversation, right? If you're Edmonton, like you got to start with Fox, right? Like that's like the guy you got to come like that's exactly that's who you they can't, need. I mean, they invested yeah. their 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 guy, their version of that is Darnell Nurse, and they he's not Adam Fox. He's no. making the same amount of money, but he's not Adam Fox. No, no, yeah. I mean, the problem with also with Edmonton is you traded the greatest player of all time already, right? And now you have the second coming of him, and you hate you can't you win with him, again. and now you're gonna have to do it again, like. Their fans that's are rough. not going to come back. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's rough. Like that ownership group's going to have to look those fans in and the it, eyes. It's, and... it's not even getting. It's not even getting the next coming of hockey, the second coming of of the great one. It's also you know you had all these first overall picks on your hand in your hands. You had them, Hall. Yakupov, Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, and you couldn't win with all of them, with all of them on the same team at the same time. You couldn't do it. It Yakupov didn't even last until until uh, McDavid's years. But you look at the guy who was the second coming before him, Sidney Crosby. Same exact scenario in Pittsburgh. All those top picks, and they got Malkin, it done. Malkin, Flurry, they got it done. And and oh, because they picked Flurry, they had a goalie. You know, they had a goalie for those runs, but. Like it, it, it's crazy. I mean, look at Ovechkin. Ovechkin took him years to win, and that was his whole, whole thing around him was that he can't win. He can't, you know, he couldn't win. That's why Crosby was seen as the better player. You know, like, oh, he's a whatever. And finally, Ov won, and his whole perception of him changed. So I don't think people are saying McDavid's on a winner yet because it's so early in his career. But you get to age twenty eight, twenty nine, and you're in the league for. 12 years and you haven't gone to a 
at least that's one Stanley when, Cup Finals. That's when the like, questions start to come. There's gonna be questions like what's going on, and he's on his not that he's a coach killer, but he's on his fourth coach in seven years. Like there's been so much in and out up there. Like there's no stability. It's it's tough. It's a tough scene, and you know, obviously Canadians take their hockey super seriously. Like that's, uh-huh. that's their sport. This is their guy. He's a Canadian player. Like he's like you know the king of. Or I don't know. Do they have a king of Canada? I asked the queen of England is prime minister. Place, but yeah, I mean he's probably more popular than the prime minister of Canada. So like you lose him to like a Florida Panthers. You know what I mean? Like like you lose yeah, him to like some, a- some some <laughs> random hockey team in <laughs> South Florida. You know you are losing like Florida. Like it could crumble the entire Canadian economy. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would be devastating. That would be devastating. I mean, you know, I mean, it sucks to be you. I mean, <laughs> you built the team wrong. You should have drafted a goalie. <laughs> you should have built the defense better. Should have built the bottom six better. Something just like it. That's yeah. that's terrible. I mean, now they got Kane. I mean, you know, Kane's not dumb. Well, he is dumb, but like he's not. He's that stupid about his career. Like he knew. Yeah, yeah, well, he is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. is dumb, but he's like, you know, <laughs> yes. He's not dumb about his career. He's got a good agent. Um, like he saw like that this team might need that piece. And like he's gonna go play with the best player in the world. And like he's a great addition for that team. But like we've been saying, in the playoffs, you can't outscore people. You know, you eventually gotta stop a puck. And uh they have not done that. And in a long time i think yeah i think a goalie is uh priority number one on that on that list of theirs of, yeah. of what they need to fix and also I, I think that's a good idea going for flurry i mean it would make sense Chicago's it makes 100 sense year. yeah 100 he wants out of chicago too like and it was kind of I bs how he got dealt anyways like yeah he never wanted to be there i mean he never wanted to be there he went from a top team in the nhl to a bottom team and after the whole BS of the scandal and the coaching changes and everything else, like th- there's no way he wants to stay there. And he wants they to backstabbed I, him. I even he saw rumors that he was wanting to go back to Vegas, which I, I, I would never, if I was him, I would never go back to Vegas. No, no, don't do that. But better than that. But I mean, him going back to Canada and playing in Edmonton would like that perfect fit, perfect fit for him. Um, and perfect for that team, but uh, yeah, I mean, the second a flurry trade goes down, like, watch the Vegas line. Like, I bet you they jump up to like second or third cup favorite. I bet you, yeah, uh, they started out really good. They're uh, third place in the Pacific Division, they're third place still, but I mean, they did what was it? They had a losing streak, right? It was bad, it was like a nine game losing streak, yeah. No, I mean, it was nine games, but it was bad, it was like a long losing streak. And that's when, like, the reporters were getting on him. And, like, Dreisaitl told the one guy, like, shut up or whatever it was. And yeah, like, yeah, I saw that. Asked I, him I why he's, like, cranky or whatever. And that was a whole thing. And, you know, it's just, like, again, you're playing in Canada. It's a lot of attention on you. Like, it's kind of like probably being, like, a New York Yankee. Like, there's a lot of attention on you in a huge market. Like, it's probably really tough to play there. I honestly don't know why they wouldn't make a trade for, for like, a flurry. I mean, <laughs> they're on a four-game winning streak, seven-two and one. Their last ten. If you want it, if you want to please McDavid, then you know, sign, get Flurry, and you know, get him, keep him around. I mean, if if they if they trade for him, 
and they go on a good run and Fleury wants to come back next year and doesn't want to retire, then sign him, re-sign mm-hmm. him. You'd have to get Chicago to like retain. So I don't know how the cap, how their cap hits are, are um, Chicago and uh, yeah, I don't Edmonton. Know. I'm sure Edmonton's up against it because they got the they have obviously some big contracts there. I'd imagine um, Fleury's a free agent at the end of this year. I think um, I think he is. I'm trying to think back to the trade with um because the whole thing was Vegas didn't retain any salary. That's yep. like the whole thing. It was just a pure salary dump. Yeah, it was and I think he's making like seven and a half. Like it's a big, it's a big contract he's got. Yeah, um, cap at seven million. This is a, yeah. this is the last year of the deal. Yeah. So I mean, who knows? Maybe you get him on a, a friendly deal come back, but yeah, the cap yeah. hits. I don't think the cap hit at the deadline is the same. It's it, it it's it's prorated. As... Yeah, it's it's not right. Maybe so, they can sneak it in. Yeah, so they could sneak it in, and then he's definitely not going to get that much money in no. the off season. At this, at well, this, if he wins a cup, he will. <laughs> yeah, if he wins a cup, yeah, for sure. At thirty-seven years old, um, you're not going to get like. They don't even need to win the cup this year. They just need to prove that, like, to McDavid, like, you know, he's not we're trying. We're, we're trying, <laughs> right? And shout out to all my new Edmonton Oilers followers because uh, <laughs> <laughs> just I think they just follow me just to, to yell at me. But uh, I'll make sure that they, they hear this. I'm, I'm positively talking about the Oilers and trying to help the franchise turn around. Yeah, like, I feel you bad for, for Oilers fans. Like, that. that's another – that's a team – a lot of the Canadian teams have, have been through turmoil, but some of them are starting to turn around. Like Toronto looks good this year. Ottawa's looking is gonna be good in soon. Like they have a really nice squad. I really like how they built that team. Uh Montreal is gonna be gonna be coming up soon. Jeff Gordon is you have faith in him. Vancouver is just oh my gosh, they've just I don't even know. <laughs> Who knows what they're doing there? Like they're like all over the place, Vancouver. They've always been all over the place ever since. It's all been downhill since they lost in the finals. <laughs> when they signed, when they brought Keenan and, and Messi in, I think that set the franchise back years there. Oh my gosh, even <laughs> that's way back. That, that I forget who I just had a guest on my show and I was talking about that, and they're like, it was embarrassing when that happened. I was oh like, man, uh, talk about Ottawa. So the Rangers, uh, again, Darren Drager had a uh, thing about Ottawa and said so the Rangers were sniffing around that team and had, they've had scouts apparently at a bunch of games. Um, mm, I like, I like Connor Brown and uh right winger. Um, I think he's got 20, 24 points on the year so far. He's only played 33 games. He's, he was hurt for a little bit, um, but he's logging over 20 minutes of ice time. And, uh, He's a he's a good solid player. I think he could fit either on the second, third line for the Rangers, and if Kako misses a lot of time, he can fit in well. I think and uh, not a big cap hit, like not nothing mm. crazy there. But uh, he's a guy to watch for. I think um, if they go that route, I don't think Ottawa. They're not in it this year, obviously. So like, no, I think they're no. gonna sell. But I don't know if he's in their plans for the future. He had a monster world championships last year. Um, so, like, I watched him there, and that was the first time I really ever saw him. And um, I, on Sunday's, Sunday's game against Ottawa, I'll be keeping an eye on him because I think he could be a guy the Rangers target coming up, and I would be happy to see him 
Connor Brown. Connor Brown. Yeah, I mean, 3.6 for the cap hit uh, for this year and next year. I think I think Ottawa could definitely retain some 50% of that salary and it <laughs> won't bother them at all because they have all the cap room in the world and all their big contracts are gone. Yeah, yeah, they got no one left there. No more Carlson, no more Stone, uh, Mike Hoffman. Those guys, they're not there anymore. And he... Uh... Brown last year, he had 21 goals in 56 games. So, um, you know, he's, he's played well. He's played well there. And um, I think he was – the whole thing with him is that he's only shooting like 12%, I think, his shot percentage this year. Last year was 17. So he's a little snake bitten this year. So mm, okay. maybe a change of scenery helps him out a little bit. Seems and, like he would be a third liner for, for the, on the Rangers. So yeah, that, but – That might but, not be a bad move. But they, they need some right-wing depth, though. I mean, with Kako going out – you know, hey, if the I'm tired of seeing Greg McCraig, uh, Greg McCraig out there. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, if if the asking price for for Phil Kessel, and this will be the last thing I'll say, if the yeah. asking price for Phil Kessel is like only a second or a third round pick, do it immediately. Pull the trigger, right? Pull it right now. Like, just, I'm a, feel the thrill would be a great addition for the Rangers. I hey, think. imagine that him on the power play instead of Strom. Yeah, like, put I him mean, in the right dot. Oh, yeah, it's about a guy who I think would play great with Panarin. I mean. Phil, I think, would be great with Panera. I mean, he knows how to play with superstars. And bit like, older now, bit older now, but I mean, I'm. But sure he's still, he's still. I mean, he was great with Crosby. He was good with Malk. You know, what I mean, like he he's played with superstars. He's a played on you know world you know Olympic teams. Like he's he's aware of how to handle personalities like that. And I think uh, Haglin Benino Kessel. That was the line, right? Yeah. yeah Hbk. So. So I just, I don't know. I, I think he'll be a good addition. I don't think he'll cost a lot. I think he wants to probably get the hell out of Arizona. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, I, I he's a guy who I feel like you throw him into a playoff run and he'll just get rejuvenated. And, like, I, like whoever he goes, and Phil will definitely be traded. Like, it's a guarantee. Like, he's one of those names that's guaranteed to be traded. Like, wherever he goes, it's going to be, like, 17 games played, like, 15 points. You know what I mean? Like he's giving like a point per game player over here. I knows. could see that happening. That would be that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be awesome. I would Kessel love to comes see in, has like eight goals and seven assists. Like plays some plays on the you know penalty uh, power play. Maybe you know apparently uh, from what I heard, he's a good luck locker room guy. Like he's not mm-hmm. a guy that come in and ruffle feathers. Which I think any team this time of the year, you're, you're not looking for a guy to come in and like start like changing the culture of a team, especially this year's Ranger team. Like I feel like this team's so tight and uh, like standing up for each other. Obviously we've seen that so much more this year. And um, like the last thing you need to do is like change that like mojo up. in the locker Yeah. Room, I was but... saying that a couple of weeks ago. So yeah. Keep, keep like the locker room the same pretty much, but I guess on to wrap it, to wrap things up uh, on top of my wish list, if I had one, if I had to say I had one for the trade deadline for the Rangers uh, this season, uh, Phil Kessel is at the top right there yeah. for the for the right price. Like if it's if it's a second or a third, just just pull the trigger. And if it's like, and then the second the second um, item on the wish list is Joe Pavelski, uh, <laughs> straight up for Filipino. I think that would be fi- I, honestly. I think it's fair because I mean Pavelski's older. Uh, you pending UFA. He's gonna be yeah. He's a UFA. He's a rental, yeah. Right, and Heedle's still got another year on his contract, mm-hmm. right? So, and the cap hit is 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 really good. He's got talent. He's he's talented. You could throw him on the second line and see if he works out and works well with your team. He's a former first rounder. 
He's got upside. He's not. It's not like just some no-name player. Like he's good. He's good. He's got. He's shown his flashes. And if you want to throw pick in, throw in a second or third, whatever. Seconds and thirds will just not a first rounder. We'll take. We'll keep the first rounder. Second and thirds will 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 find them. We'll we'll draft those guys in like the fourth round because the Rangers are good at drafting in the later rounds apparently. <laughs> yeah. Now my uh, you know my my top guy is Pavelski. That's the guy I want to see in there and. I wouldn't see Pavelski and a Brown and Connor Brown. I think that would be a good addition and keep the kids on the D end and let them, let them learn. And, uh, and I mean, I don't know if you can get Ren Nemes contract or not, but that would be a nice move. Cause then you can kind of free up some cap space for maybe uh, a Strom for next year. Cause then again, if you have Schneider and Jones as your third pairing, you're saving a ton of money oh, in the back end. Yeah. That's- and, and, and Gorgiev's gone. You gotta think maybe you give Kincaid a chance to be the backup, uh, and I'm or much... you let one of those other guys like Hall or Huska, yeah, or Wall or Huska. Wall, sorry. yeah, yeah. So like you know, and Huska, you know, he had a rough debut, but he's played well in the American League. Um, and I think you have a, a huge savings at the um, at the backup goalie next year. What Gore gives at like two point five, I think this year, and they, they're not bringing him back. There's no chance his his agent won't want him to back there. They want to be a star. he wants to be a starting goalie. Yeah, he's got to so. be a starter. That's another guy. Like, did they move him? Like, is he someone they trade or they ride him, ride him out to the end? Like, that'll be interesting to see because Kincaid is, Kincaid is a back, can be a backup goalie in the NHL. Like, that's not a problem. It's just like the Rangers want to make a move there. But um, no, I want Pavelski. I think Brown would be a good, good addition. Um, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited. I mean, the Rangers are in it, man. Like, it, it's great. And, and the Knicks suck. There's no baseball. <laughs> football's over like every attention you need is right now on hockey and and if i was an islander fan it would suck because they stink yeah Uh, but we're rangers fans and uh and life's good right now right yeah yeah i i love the way they're playing right now and uh good season i don't think it's a cup season but you know it's a playoff season and you know (laughs) anything could happen in the playoffs so that's 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 the joy of it when you don't know what's gonna happen you never know, like you never know, and that's what what makes it really, really exciting. That's what makes the victory so much sweeter when it's the, like you weren't supposed to win, but you are winning. Yeah, the Ajna of playoff hockey is the best, and uh, and yeah, I think Igor Shesterkin, man, like he's the guy. He's the guy. Like he is. He, I like Hank during his prime and those playoff runs, like had you on the edge of your seat watching him make unbelievable saves. Keeping you in games, this kids can be do the same exact thing, which is awesome. But I, I need like, the bubble was not real. You know, like bubble was like a couple games, like it was weird. It was in the summer. Like I need real Ranger hockey, back of the garden. You know what I mean? Like that's what I need playoffs. in my life, and that's coming, man. Like that's yeah. coming. That doesn't. That wasn't a, the playing round. That's not playoffs. It yeah, count. like that. Yeah, like that it was, was only like three games. Three games in Edmonton with no fans. Like, no, give me the garden against Pittsburgh. Like, let's go. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's get it ramped up. That's what I'm pumped for. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Well, Kyle, thanks for hopping on with me. It was a pleasure talking about uh, hockey, Rangers, trade deadline, the works. Um, So, yeah, that's it for us from Ice Cold Takes. We'll see you guys next week. Hey, Rangers fans, thank you so much for listening to the Ice Cold Takes podcast this week. Make sure you follow at Ice Cold Takes Pod on Twitter to stay up to date with the latest Rangers info. See you all next week.
You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. 